following are the words of Noel DiGirolamo, president of the Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association. Police officers are already being targeted for assassination. Releasing their personal information to criminals will only further endanger them. Stand with law enforcement. Defend the police. Your Island, live and local, with your host, Tom Shalero on 103.9 LI News Radio. And once again, welcome back as we're heading up to that 2 o'clock hour. Now, we promised, folks, we would have Frank with us. Frank McKay, as he left uh, last Thursday, I believe, called on the show Friday. Frank is on the ground in Eastern Europe, I believe, right now. He's in Warsaw, Poland, uh, observing, speaking to people, getting a feeling for what is happening, a firsthand feeling. Very grateful here at LI News Radio that uh, Frank is there giving us the reports from the ground and also uh, helping out with uh, those of you who are listening, uh, wanting to find out what's happening right now. Let me just welcome Frank. Frank, how are you? Frank McKay. Hey, Tom. I'm doing good. Yeah, and, that, and that was my question. Are you holding up out there? It's got to be very, very difficult in terms of just the general stuff that people do, whether it's, uh, I know you're in Poland, but uh, you're traveling around a bit. I mean, eating properly and getting enough rest. Is that is that part of the dynamic in doing what you're doing? Well, you know, I'm not going to vouch for the food over here. <laughs> I don't want to take shots at it either. But uh, I, I got into the Ukraine finally yesterday. And I, I was planning on going through Moldova, and probably, it's probably after it all happened on the weekend. After I spoke to you last, but uh, I got shot down in Moldova. Let me poor choice of words. I I wasn't able to go through because of a car issue, a rental car issue, and I didn't have the original um, uh, registration. And that's what they do the rental cars, so you don't go into the Ukraine. Uh, yesterday is when I got in. And I went into a border town in uh, in Romania, and uh, and I got a ride from uh, this incredible couple that I met the uh, the day before at um, I went well, through some uh, sheltering for uh, for the refugees, and it's just incredible. I got a lot of video and a lot of a lot of uh, situations there. But I'll just say this: when I first walk in, and I walk in alone, when I first walk in. I had a, a, you know, probably an underestimation of of how scared this was going to be. And I said it, to, I said it before, and I keep saying it. I knew I wasn't going into Disneyland, and I knew it was going to be unbelievably sad. I, if it's possible, I underestimated what it was going to be like. And it, think of this: I'm I'm the lone person walking against a, a sea of never-ending sadness. I mean, it was just a whole uh, what what you see, and I'm I'm walking through it, and it seemed like it took me forever. Nobody's behind me, so everybody's kind of watching me, and you know they see the camera and they're wondering what's going on here, and it, there's like no conversation going on. I mean, none whatsoever. Uh, murmurs you hear, like little murmurs, and it, you see sobbing and people like sobbing out loud and people trying to calm them down and uh, and, and console them there, and. I guess if I had to liken it to what I imagined something would be like, it's, it's like going through like a hundred wakes of people that you have no idea who they are, but somehow they're a lot like you and you could imagine what they're going through. And they all lost somebody near and dear to them, either temporarily or permanently. And maybe even in, in future tense uh, that, that died suddenly, let's say. And, and that's the only thing I can imagine. 
and by the time I got through that sea of people, I was, I, I was so emotional and I, I went around the corner as soon as I got off and it was, I, you know, I, I don't want to say embarrassing, but I was completely, you know, I, like unable, <laughs> unable to perform uh, for the moment. And I just walked behind this group of trucks once I got over there and I just, I, it took me about 15 minutes, maybe longer than that to, to gather my composure. It was the, it was by far the saddest experience that I've ever had. And uh, Tom, these people look like us. They look like us. And I want to be careful how I say this uh, because I, we have obviously all the sympathy in the world for the Syrian uh, refugees and Asian refugees. But the, this, is, this is different. And I think the American public are going to see it different, right or wrong. These people look a lot like us. They probably think a lot like us. They dress a lot like us. And, and when I see us, I, I'm talking about middle-class America. And there's, you know, there's, uh, there's black folks in there, and there's, there's Asian folks in there, too. But for the most part, these, these people look like folks that you would see at the mall, uh, where we would see at the Lake Grove Mall, Smith Haven Mall, uh, and they're, they're direct, this first wave, uh, and I should make this clear, this first wave of people are, are a little, and I'm not minimizing what they're going through, of course, uh, they're a little upscale or middle class at least. They have the money to get themselves out and to get themselves further along. Mostly women and and children, and uh, you know, great great men, uh, women and children compared to any men. And the the women and children, they look like my wife and look like my daughter. And 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 if you're listening out there, it's it's so it would it would be impossible for me to believe that anyone could look at this sea of people that I was walking through and not think the same thing. It was, it was unbelievable uh, to me, and it's just sad. And, you know, everyone's saying, oh, you know, how dangerous it is, uh, it is and, and all of that. But the places that I've, I, I've been across the border, Moldova, and I got, you know, the, I was over before I got kicked out, and I spent time, um, uh, you know, on the border with, uh, with Ukrainians coming in from there and interviewing them and talking to them. And then, uh, and and in uh, the Ukraine itself, uh, it's uh, it, it is un it's an unbelievable um, dynamic that's going on, and it's just it's pure sadness. But both of the areas I felt fairly safe in. You know, it's not the wild west. I, I didn't, you know, people weren't trying to, um, you know, trying to rob me. I, you know, a couple of days before that, I had a guy kind of following me, and I tell you that story one day. But um, but not by the borders there. It's, uh, you know, there's like a humanitarian effort going on for the, uh, for the refugees, but these people are, are different. And, and again, this is the first wave. The first wave of folks, uh, again, are, are, you know, on a special uh, economic scale, either upscale or, 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 or middle class. And uh, because they are, because they are, we, we can imagine what we'll be seeing in the, in the weeks to come and the really poor folks uh, coming through after there's um, there's uh, shelling. I'll, I'll let you get in get in the uh, next question, but I I got so much to tell you, Tom. We need a couple shows to cover it all. Frank, I'm, I'm, you, you talk in such vivid terms that I am, I'm, I'm picturing what you're saying, and I'm picturing the fact that uh, that whole idea. Um, 
a couple it was just a couple of months ago that that country the ukraine is a is a middle class type country it's got a decent gdp the people drive cars they pay loans off they go out to dinner they celebrate christmas they put the lights out and things like that it was only a couple of months ago they were living their lives like you would live them if you lived in lake wakakam in new york you see they they had all of that and i think that's a a big part of the way i visualize what you're saying you're seeing it firsthand it's incredible to take what is a, a Western democracy, which Ukraine has become, even though it's Eastern Europe, and uh, they believe in the same beliefs and ideals that we happen to be subjected to this. But when you finally come in contact, I know there might be a language barrier. Has that been a problem, the language barrier to speak? Yeah, well, getting people to talk on, on camera, uh, there's, uh, there's an um, insecurity um, when it comes to, to, to speaking English, like I, I'll say to people, maybe I have to have an, a different opening line, but I have, I have a line that's a, do you speak English? And everyone says yes, a little, or no, not at all. And it, it's, a, it's an immediate turndown. Uh, it, you know, it might be better to go in just asking a question, hey, where are you from? That type of thing. But that, that's on me to kind of figure out the crowd. I think tomorrow I'll, I'll get, um, you know, I, I need to find some talkers, you know, some folks that, uh, that really have, something to say. I, I got some great people. I don't want to minimize who, who I've gotten, but uh, I have a lot of one-liners, you know, one, a lot of folks that are, um, are, are giving, you know, uh, you know, ripping Putin and, and uh, ripping the situation. But as you said, you know, a couple of months ago, um, I, and I got something even a little, you know, closer than that. Uh, there, there was a woman I met, older woman, and she was, uh, right before she got online, she interviewed with, with me. And I saw her a little further away from the border a little before that. And I asked her if she spoke English. And she said, yes, but let me get my grandchildren uh, on that line. So I walked up to her as she's getting on the line. And she showed me, and I took a picture of her iPhone. Uh, she showed me a, a camera uh, photo. And it was from, I think, January 14th. And there was still Christmas decoration on. And this was a picture of them. This was a picture of them in the Ukraine with her, and now she lives in the, uh, she was living in the UK, but uh, with the two grandchildren. And, and she said, this is, this is, I think she said, January 14th. Nothing in our minds thought we would ever be here less than two months later. Nothing. She said, I, I just, I, I can't even, uh, I, I can't even tell you how that, uh, that feels. And, and the two grandkids were right next to her, and they kind of looked like they were in the same outfit. And, you know, it, it just, it, it's, it's unbelievable what they've, they've happened, uh, you know, what's happened with them. Uh, it, you know, the, a funny little thing happened, and that woman was, was there kind of interpreting for me. Uh, as I'm walking around the outside of the, of the crowd, um, a little kid started screaming. You know, a little kid, like a baby crying, you know, like, look, three-year-old. And, um, and some guy yelled out something from the crowd, and, uh, and everybody started laughing. It was like the one moment of, like, laughter. And other people started yelling on top of it. And I said to this woman, I said, what just happened? And she said, little boy is, you know, in broken English, she said, little boy is crying because he lost little car. And the man said, uh, the man said, uh, hey, kid, you should see the two big cars that I just lost. And then other people said something similar. And they all, they all just laughed, you know. And, and, and otherwise, kids, we, we don't give a damn about your matchbox car. <laughs> you don't got any sympathy from us. We're losing everything, you know, and we're. And I shouldn't laugh, but that was, you know, it was a funny moment. Uh, that was that was there, and it was just it, it was it was just 
Tom, it was unbelievable. Uh, a quick thing, and I, you know, I, I, I want to try to jam as much in as I possibly could. Uh, I met this one guy who, and, and, you know, again, when you talk to everybody, the problem is that you're talking to everyone, and you, and you don't know who you got. Uh, this one guy wanted to uh, wanted to take me uh, to an underground, and it was he was saying it was two two hours, two and a half hours away. Uh, in, in other words, he was describing it as something that wasn't with the, the government, something that wasn't with the, um, the army, or the, uh, I think they call it the ground, uh, the ground troops, um, but, but rather something that's going on alternatively. And, and I'm thinking, boy, my wife's been great. <laughs> my kids have been great. And, uh, and I, I said, listen, you know, maybe let me, let me see what else is going on here. Plus I had the Romanian couple coming back in five and a half hours there's no way I would have been back, and I, I don't know how I would have got through this border town. I'd be sleeping in, uh, in the Ukraine on the ground with, the, with those folks. Um, but uh, another, another guy said to me, he said, I could show you Russian tanks, um, uh, you know, wh- where I can go, and I can take you kind of a, a, a safe place to see them. He said, the problem is if they see you, they'll shoot at And I said, oh, I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> I'll pass on, that, pass on that one. The other interesting thing that I saw was uh, a guy – and, and I don't want to give him up if anybody's listening to it, you know, especially by tomorrow. I don't want, certainly don't want to give him up because I think he's, he's, you know, he's, his heart's in the right place. Uh, but he had what, what he called grenades. And, and they don't look like any grenades I've ever seen. They were, they were like pipes, um, you know, like it looked like plumbing uh, or whatever, but there were boxes and boxes of it. I don't know if they were pipe bombs, but they looked well manufactured. And I guess maybe for a lack of, of a better term, he said they were grenades. And what he was doing but he was meeting up these, with these other guys, and he was uh, part of a relief, relay effort. And I don't know if that was with the, the underground or whatever, but he was handing off this, this truckload of, uh, of stuff to them. And he, was, and he was getting, not in return, like he was getting it, but he was getting to go to another spot, citrus, uh, what he called citrus. So I imagine oranges, and grapefruit, and lemons, or whatever uh, the hell he was getting. But, um, you know, this is through that, that interpretation. Now, the other thing is he seemed to have a relationship with the, the, the border guards. He seemed to have a relationship with the, with the army. They weren't doing much. But at one, you know, like while he was, uh, while he was there, they seemed to have a good, uh, they seemed to be on the same page. But an army soldier came up and he had a mask on. He was, <laughs> he was a scary-looking character. And he came over real aggressive uh, towards me at one point. And this is, you know, the Ukrainian army. And he said, he said look, he said, you did it. You did it twice. You cannot shoot your film or whatever, you, you know, you cannot take pictures of, of that. And he's pointing out that and that. And then he pointed, not to the guy's truck that had the uh, grenades, but a, a truck that was two spots away uh, from that. And that guy um, I was talking to uh, earlier. So, uh, you know, and he said, uh, he said something along, and he, he waved his finger at me and he said, Are, you're going to, you're going to lose friends. You're, you're going to have no friends or something like that. Um, in other words, you know, you watch your, watch your button. Oh, we're going to kick you out of here. So I said, listen, of course, don't, don't worry. He was like, no, he said, you've done it a couple of times. And I said, no, no problem. Um, I said, I won't again. And, you know, so they didn't want you taking pictures of the, uh, you know, anything to do with the military. They didn't want you taking pictures of the, um, of the, uh, uh you know, of, you know, I guess anything that could be sensitive. Uh, but what it all tells me. What all of that tells me is that there's, there's a fight going on and that they're not ready to fold anytime soon. Uh, small sample size, I, I don't know. I, you know, it would take me a lot more time and a lot more risk 
to find out how credible any of this is, any of this information. This is all in a, you know, whatever, five and a half hours and then whatever it took to get in and out uh, on top of it. So um, tomorrow I'll, I'll get a, a different view of, of what's going on. But, um, and by the way, when we left there, we took uh, four refugees um, to, to different spots, two in one spot and two in the other. And, um, and today when I flew out of, uh, it's, it's called uh, uh, Yash, Yash, it's, uh, trust me, no spelling bee champ in the world would ever figure out the spelling on this or how to pronounce it, uh, but it's Yash, it's the second biggest city in, in Romania, and, um, and these guys, um, uh, it, it, these guys were just absolutely great, and there's, uh, there's all kinds of efforts going on, and, uh, and they uh, sent somebody to take me to uh, this border, and, and I wouldn't have anything to happen that, that happened in Moldova, and they would, um, uh, and they took me back. They waited for me, and they took me back. And and you know, I was I was in on dropping some uh, some more people off, which was great. They were very appreciative people. Um, one more thing I want to say, and, and you know, I know you're running up against time. Um, the uh, and again, you got to pardon me if I sound like I'm I'm rambling. I got uh, you know, I'm sleep deprived, and and I'm revved up. It's uh, it's, it's good stuff. It's it's very very sad. More than it's scary, it's very, very sad. And I know there are areas that are, are much more um, problematic because, uh, you know, there's fighting going on and there's Russians. But Odessa, everything I keep hearing over and over here, and I'm not watching American media, I'm not watching, you know, any of the majors. What, uh, what I'm hearing from the Romanians and even folks in the Romain, Romanian uh, ground troops, uh, the uh, Ukrainians, uh, former uh, ground, uh, ground troops there, Ground forces, they call them, ground forces, and, uh, and, and just like a, a higher end of level of information connected, folks. Uh, what I'm hearing is all eyes on Odessa, all eyes on Odessa. And the reason they're, they're talking about that city is because they think that if Putin takes uh, Odessa, that he's going to move on to Moldova. And, uh, and that borders, you know, that also borders Romania, and they get nervous. So I, I assume because I'm hearing it from so many different people and I'm hearing it, it, it was either the Romanian media that is giving that line out because it's not like 10 people said it. It's not like the people are related. But all eyes on Odessa is what they're saying. Um, it, it might be coming from the, the military, it might be coming from the government, but, uh, but Romanians and, uh, and, and Ukrainians are, are, are using that expression and, and many of them are saying all eyes on Odessa. So we'll see what happens. Have a couple of minutes left. Um, you, do you get a sense that people still look? I mean, this is what I hear that uh, people are hoping that the United States helps them. I know they're getting billions of dollars of aid from from the European countries. We too, we're, we're sending billions of dollars over there too. But somehow they view the United States as the leader of the free world, and somehow that that America is going to be the savior. Do you get that from any of the talks you had with any of the folks over there? You know, I was going to bring that up as, as well. I, I'm, I'm just not, right? It's, uh, I'm just not. What, the, what they say instead of the United States is NATO. And, in other words, NATO. They, they pronounce it NATO. And, and again, that same group of people are, are talking about um, NATO getting involved. There's a guy named uh, uh, Flavio um, who, uh, who I spent a lot of time with, and uh, he set up uh, and helped set up incredible um, shelters for the refugees. And uh, and I had uh, dinner with uh, he and his wife last night, late night, and uh, and you know they were just kind of kicking back and having drinks. But 
one of the things he said is, um, he said, if, if NATO gets involved, um, he said, you know, how is it not world book weight? And when he said it, I, uh, you know, and again, I'm a, I'm an optimist, but, um, right. I mean, how, how, how would, uh, world what we started, it's, it's NATO and, um, and it's coming in. So, I mean, Putin is, is playing with fire and, and we're all playing with fire, but it's, it's the, to answer your question, people aren't saying maybe because they're talking to me and I'm the United States, you know, I'm a, a citizen and I, you know, love my country and all, maybe they try not to offend me. But what they're saying is, uh, is NATO, if NATO gets involved, you know, NATO gets involved that they, um, uh, you know, they, that's what the Ukrainians are waiting for. For the segment right now, we wish you all the safety. God be with you. And, uh, you give us a call back late anytime you can. The folks want to hear what you have to say. Really appreciate it. Again, be safe. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it might be on, on the ground during your show, so I'll, I'll gladly call you there. Thank you, Tom.